just coming on to, to, to hang out and talk some sports here on Agree to Disagree. Uh, Chris and Scott with you right away. Uh, Josh, is, Josh is logging in here in a few minutes. And Chris, I was a little self-conscious when we were talking about uh, tonight because I, I sent you guys a text. With the lights above me here in my basement and with a hat on, I was a little uh, optimistic maybe that just looking uh, you know, on your phone or on a tablet or whatnot, that maybe my eye wouldn't be uh, maybe quite as obvious as I thought. I'm sitting here looking at it right now and it is as obvious <laughs> as, as advertised. So uh, I, I'm just going to get it out of the way right away and well, man. Uh, own up, own up to what I got going on. And, and really I'll kind of lean in and close my eye a little bit there. I got I not, the other guy were, looks worse than you do, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've had a few black eyes in my day and they've all been right down and through here. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've never had an eye shadow I've never had, I've never had an eyeshadow like, black yeah. eye, right? I mean, it looks like I was playing makeup with the girls and then only had time to wipe one eye off. Cause that, that's really yeah. what it looks like. You know, it you know it does saying? look like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little confused as to, as to why it looks like that. But so here's, here's the deal. So I got hit in the eye. Garrett and I are riding a bike, riding bikes, plural, and uh, just on a little bike ride uh, over the weekend before it was going to get super hot. And uh, I, I hear something. And I look to my left and out of nowhere, boom, a bird flies right into my face. You hit a bird? <laughs> no, I, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that story would have been awesome, right? It would have been, been. It would have been good. Yeah. Uh, no, not nearly that exciting. Uh, I got elbowed coming down for a rebound in basketball on Sunday and I, it poofed out. It poofed out like we're, Hey Josh, how's it going? What are you doing? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm, a, it, I'm uh, here. It, it, yeah. it, it, it poofed out on me and I thought it was just going to be like a, a swollen spot. Right. And, uh, yeah, Corey was invested in the bird story too. I love it. So, uh, so anyway, it poofed out. I could see it out of my eye. So like I, I put some ice on it and thought that was going to kind of be the end of it. So like by Sunday night, it really didn't look that bad. The swelling had gone down and there was like this light little purple bump, like right above my eye right there. And uh, so I'm thinking to myself, Oh, this will be fine. Nobody at work will probably even notice and uh, I woke up, and so they call them blood blisters when they poof out like that. And so yeah. when I woke up, the blood that was that was poofed out had spread out. And so now again, like I said, it looks like I got a little makeup going on uh, right there on my eye. So I've got to live with it. You but, know, you could have uh, just said, you know, things got a little feisty in the in the drop off lane for you know dropping the kids off or something like this. You know, someone tried to you know, said the wrong thing or something. You had to show them what's up, you know, but, uh, or someone, the bird, I mean, the bird one. Someone complained that their room was, someone complained that their room was No work talk on here, guys. No work talk on here. Uh, no, I, uh, I, uh, 
I saw my second grader sit next to a boy at lunch, so I had to go beat him there and his dad go. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this and this is what I got in return. <laughs> uh no, hey, we got Corey, we got Andrew t- t- tuning in already, guys. What's awesome. going What's on? Up, guys? Uh let's guys, let's jump in. Josh, you're with us now. Agree to disagree. Shout out to our good friends at Taze. Josh repping uh new merch or old merch there on the t-shirt. Got the old merch. New merch is on the way though. Okay, nice. very good. Nice. Very good. Uh so the black eye story is out of the way. Uh, two weeks ago, guys, I said on here and I guaranteed it that the United States men would win Olympic gold. I'd like to give myself a shout out for that. Uh, now grant, granted, I, I took the favorite, which is what I like to do, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, kudos, kudos. I mean, it wasn't an easy road. They hadn't played together a lot, but in the end, you know, I mean, it was France and the U S which was the best part because France beat the U S in that first game. And then the U S the U.S. led pretty much the entire game in the gold medal match. They got it by like 13 twice. France made some shots down the stretch. They got it close. The U.S. got it back up, and they got it close. Uh, I think the U.S. won. Josh, you remember seven or eight? Does that sound right? Uh, I think it was eight. Sounds right. So uh, I have I have an Olympic question for you. The, the, the final ceremony is over. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people, all Olympic long, there's different leaderboard lists for the countries. Uh, and in this particular Olympics, the USA won the most gold medals and also won the most overall medals. And when I noticed that when China had the most gold there for like three days, a lot of, a lot of uh, lists used the overall medal count to rank the countries so the u.s would be in first and then once we surpassed and had the most gold then it was a moot point so uh my my question is this when it comes to the olympics obviously you've got all of these different sports from horse dancing to rhythmic gymnastics to surfing to like track and field and swimming do you put any stock in either ranking? And if so, which, which one do you think matters more? I personally don't put stock into either one, really. I mean, you have to look at, I mean, the way I look at it is I expect the U.S. to have the most gold, and I, have them to, I expect them to have the most medals overall. Partly because I'm an American, the other half, we send so much more than yeah. a lot of other countries. I mean, we sent... 353 i think this six this, 600 some oh, oh, it double, 600 double some? that <laughs> oh, oh it, was wow. three, it was 353 women we had like 50 54 percent of our athletes were women maybe that's what i was thinking of. yeah but, i mean we send so much more than everyone else we should win the most medals now the question is should we win the most gold eh, maybe maybe not so i personally don't put a lot of stock in either one i just expect to come out on top every time USA, USA. <laughs> hey, if you ain't first, you're last. So with uh, with that being said, I always look to see, are, are we getting the gold? You know, how many, where are we at with the gold? And obviously, you know, certain events come forward and you always expect us to kind of win gold in certain events to kind of bump our medal count. But overall, I always expect us to be one of the top two um and, and overall medals just because like you said before we send so many athletes over there uh so just by default so to speak i mean or percentages we're going to have 
more people competing, we're going to have a higher chance to to compete for a medal. But uh, yeah, it's always I always look at the gold um, because the other the other part I don't care. Silver's bronze, I don't care. Gold. Uh, to to good kind of go back from what Josh said, you know, you're both are right. We send the most athletes to the Olympics, and no surprise. China and Russia are second and third in the number of number of people they send. And they're almost always second and third in total amount of medals won. And then right below them is always some combination of England or the United Kingdom, you know, Germany and sometimes Japan and Australia, who also send a ton of people. And here's the thing, even though even though. Australia might only have, I don't know, 30 million people. It's a country that pretty much everybody, part, sports is ingrained in Australia like it is here. So even though they've only got maybe 30 million, they still have a diversified enough sports opportunities to send a ton of people. And here's the thing, Chris. Yes, gold, uh, but I expect the United States to win the overall count, partly because besides besides China and Russia, you know, we, we have some of the, the, we have the best maybe venues, but China and Russia, they'll identify you. And, and that's kind of, you don't, sometimes it's not optional that, okay, right, you're yeah. going to be a, you're going to be a rhythmic gymnastics person, gymnast uh, for, for the next five or six years. And here you have a little bit more opportunity and maybe some flexibility, but here's Chris, why I say, uh, here's, here's why I say, uh, it's not the gold because the, the, one of the things to go back to, to, to go back to, to basketball is if it was a five or a seven game series, there would have been no discussion on who was going to win gold, but, you know, kind of, kind of piggybacking off March madness, especially as, and then you go to this, like one game for the team sports, one game, against other NBA players, you should win all the, nobody goes undefeated in the NBA, right? Nobody goes undefeated in these uh, other team sports. And here's the other thing. You might be the fastest person in the world in the hundred meters or, or in the 800 or whatever you pick the event, one slip and you're coming in second or third. So, uh, you know, the beauty, the beauty of sport is the best, the best team or the best person doesn't always win. I want to say an American was the fast, had the fastest time in one of the track events and didn't even make the finals because he, he, he had a bad start and, mm-hmm. and it is what it is, right? You could, you could win every race for four months leading up to the Olympics and you have one bad step in the most important race, you don't win. So it's, it's it, tricky to say, if you're not that mental, class, I'm not well, trying that's to tell that mental people, aspect the too. Silver medalist, yeah. I'm not trying to tell them, sorry about your luck. Well, right. Yeah. No. And, and to go off of that, I mean, th- that just shows you the, the mental aspect that you got to be in these individual sports um, because it, it's not a best of five, a best of seven. It's it's that here and now. Um, and, and they've competed against, uh, you know, a lot of these athletes at the world events, um, you know, for the past couple of years. So they're, they're familiar with everybody. You know, they know how people run or swim or whatever it may be. So you're familiar with the athletes, but it's who's best that day and that time. Um, and like you said, you know, on, on a track uh, track field, it, it, you know, if it's raining or something, it can slow you down. You can slip, you can fall. That's all it takes is one little error, one little mistake. 
um, and you're in, and you you're done for the event. So yeah. Uh, so to that point, I guess you're right. I was just trying to be funny. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, here's where you're wrong. The U.S. is it in basketball for the Olympics still, and they will be in four years, and they will be in eight years, and they will be in twelve years. We're uh, always going to be the perennial favorite in at least the in basketball. France has gotten a lot better. They have gotten better, but yeah. But our young guys are overall right. Our young guys, unless unless we see a widespread opt out of the top twenty five, or hey, Andrew. They got beat in the first round when three of our starters and main players had been in Tokyo for under 24 hours, right? And then when when it mattered most, they won. And when it mattered most, Evan Fournier was 5 of 15 from the field when the NBA guys were like, okay, he's not going to beat us this game, and they locked his ass up. So they didn't lose when it mattered. They they were winning the whole game. And I'm not saying they're going to beat people by 40 anymore. But as long as the U.S. men's team has buy-in from 12 of the top 25 in the world, they're going to win gold for the foreseeable future. And we'll have to revisit this in four years because the Olympics are over. So they're out of sight, out of mind. At least, at least, Josh, I was promised there'd be no math for three years because, (laughs) (laughs) because the next Olympics are what in 2024, right? Because these were, these were technically, the the 2020 olympics is that right there you go yeah technically it's still yeah. i believe i believe the 2024 olympics are in paris so uh, france might have a little bit of a home court if it matters in the olympics you never know again and again to to leave this alone for now because we talked about it a little bit more uh two weeks ago but uh no andrew i'm not questioning that france is better but spain is about to have a huge drop off right Slovenia is a one-man show with a couple of decent players. And when it mattered most, we shut down France's best players and we won the game. Now they're not going to beat any, they're not going to win gold by 40 anymore. That's that's gone. But if 12 of the 25 top US guys play, yeah. if they're all top 25 guys, we're going to win. We need to have all top 25 guys now. So to, uh, to, be, to be honest with you, I was shocked that Holiday, Booker, and Middleton made that much of a difference, honestly especially coming off of off the finals and being a little more tired. I thought they would be able to contribute, but I didn't think they were going to make that much of a difference. And that's what shocked me the most. And that's what really put them over the edge. And if I 100%. knew that they were going to play, if I knew they were going to play that well, mm-hmm. then I probably would have agreed with you and said they were going to win gold. Like I said, they would win a medal. I didn't think they would win the gold. Right. Yeah. But if, I mean, looking back, I never thought they would be able to put up that kind of performance after coming off that series. With Milwaukee yeah, the, the, I thought their legs would just be kind of, you know, dead. I mean, after, um, you know, a shortened season last year and then a, this season just kind of being as long as it has been for them and just finishing up like a week before they they play um, and literally getting over there like what hours before? <laughs> um, I want to say 18. 18 hours before one of the one of the games, which is insane. And, and, the France, and kudos the first, for them. The first France game. It was 18 hours before okay, for the, the second that game. Best game yeah. in the world. Yeah. And, and kudos for them. Thank them for, um, you know, uh, well, how do I want to say this? Thank them for keeping their promise and commitment to the USA basketball team because they could have said, hey, I'm going to opt out at the last minute. We just got done winning a championship. I'm tired. I'm sore. But they didn't. They gave it their all. They went out there and they proved again why we're still the best in basketball. Uh, let's let's 
do a semi switch of topics here, guys, while we're on the topic of NBA guys, uh, NBA free agency hit the other day and there was uh, some player movement of, of substance and some, maybe some big names who didn't move at all. Uh, off the top of your couple of examples, right? Russell Westbrook to the Lakers, Carmelo to the Lakers. Uh, I'm you had too. Uh, uh, you are? Okay. You're, you're, signing everybody. you're old enough they're, they're signing everybody you, you, bring, you bring the average age down way too much i'm lebron's age man <laughs> uh and then uh yeah demar DeRozan and lonzo ball to the bulls uh but the other thing was you had a couple of guys stay stay and sign super maxes mm-hmm. young guys off the top of your head yeah what was so far the biggest signing doesn't have to be a move the biggest signing for the nba this offseason or trade i guess chris i took the last one i thought josh's screen froze for a second yeah (laughs) um i here's what i like i like the young guys staying put i like those super max deals with uh trey young and with uh luca don uh look we'll just say luca there you go with the mavs um, yeah, don't want to screw it up right now. Uh, I, I like the young guys. Those are the, the, the young stars of the league, and I like how they're staying home. Granted, they're staying home for a lot of money, um, you know, 200 plus million dollars. Um, so I like that. They're, they, especially Atlanta, because Atlanta has got a nice young core to build around, and, and Trey Young sees that. And same with the Mavs. I think they, they did make the playoffs last year. They're not there yet, but they, you know, Luca has proven that he's getting close to being that MVP type of player for the league. So seeing the two young max deals, I like where they're staying as far as any trades, I would say um, I'm not surprised that uh, Westbrook went to, went to LA, you know, LeBron's trying to team up with everybody right now. Um, But that, I mean, I'm not surprised by it, but uh, I don't like this, let's team up and let's win a championship type thing. That's been around for forever. That's for another day. That's Luka a new Doncic, generation thing. Yeah. Luka, Luka Doncic and Trey Young are both two years younger than the Pacers first round draft pick this yep. year. Two years younger than the Pacers first round draft pick this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, what about you? I think, I think the biggest one is the one that hasn't happened yet. And I think that's Ben Simmons. I, I'm not, I mean, he, I, I'm dead set thinking that he's not going to play in Philly anymore. And Philly has asked for this huge ransom of what they want to get in return. And everyone knows Ben Simmons can't shoot. He's not going to play for Philly. So what are they going to offer Philly? And will Philly take it? So I'm still waiting for that big, big move. I think that the fact that Westbrook is going out to his back, back home, back up where he went to college at UCLA, is a, is a, is a, it's a nice story. But, I mean, they're, they're old. I mean, there's no way around it. They're old. They tried to get young with a, a couple plug and pull players. And I like the Rose and going to the Bulls. I think they got something working there. But the, I think the biggest free agent signing or trade hasn't even happened yet. I think I spent the sentence. Simmons just, just turned 25. And to yeah. piggyback off that, Josh, the rumors are they keep connecting the dots with Portland and Damian Lillard. Boy. And so those two moves in themselves, I – it seems like they have to happen with one another. Again, Ben Simmons is a, a, a defensive first team kind of guy. Oh, yeah. And 
Mm -hmm. he, he, I, something happened this past season where he shot less and got less aggressive, but he's only 25. I think if you get him away from he, someone like Ben Simmons can't have someone posting up and down low every single possession. He needs the ability to drive to the basket and pass it out. And if you go back and look, he was best when Embiid was hurt because then they had to play a little smaller ball. And if he went somewhere else, I mean, Embiid is excellent. Don't get me wrong, but he and Simmons, their style of play doesn't mesh at all. And I, I think there's value in Ben Simmons. If your big can shoot. And if, and I think if you do that and allow him to drive, he doesn't even have to, he just has to, he could be five percentage points below the average jump shooter. And he could, he could be a top three MVP candidate if mentally he's willing to take those shots. It got embarrassing for him. I mean, oh, I yeah. mean, oh, yeah. you're getting just, you got to at least shoot it. I mean, Giannis, if, if he can make the kind of jump as a three point shooter that Giannis has, he could be an MVP candidate. But right now, okay. I, 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 right now, I think looking at him play, I think it might be more mental than anything else, which is tricky. But and, Chris, and, that, and that's the thing. We're 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 due sending if he's mentally fragile. I mean, do you send him out to Portland where they have a they have a rookie head coach out there now, don't they? Not yeah. only that, but if you're Not, Portland, yeah. why are you giving Anyone. up Damian Lillard for right. a guy? Well, I, mean, who's a, I personally wouldn't, but I mean, who's gonna I mean who's gonna take a chance on him? But doesn't Dame want out though? Isn't he kind of wanting to he hasn't really to, said he, he wanted to say in who was gonna okay. be the coach. Oh, the coach, that's ASA. right. Right. They didn't hire Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd right. said no, thank you. I'm right. not sure who they ended up with. I don't Joe, remember. Not Joe Dumars, right? No, Chauncey Phillips. Phillips, yeah, it was like both, Dumars, both no. Pistons, just <laughs> yeah. twenty years apart. Yeah. I was wrong. Um, yeah, and so uh, if, if Chauncey thinks he can fix him and get something else, I don't know, but I don't. It, it's a it's a hard thing to take a fragile player that's mental. You can 100%. fix a jump shot. Markel Markel Fultz came out of college and he couldn't shoot. Sorry, did I steal your thunder there? He couldn't. Yeah, shoot. I was just thinking him. Yeah, yeah. You you can fix a jump shot. You can fix free throw shooting. You can fix that. You can fix dribbling. All that. You can't fix the brain a lot. Sometimes, sometimes when it's broke, it can be broke for a while. You're right. One of my favorite sayings in and out of sports is "Shooters got to shoot." Shooters got to shoot. Right. <laughs> you got to shoot your shot. And right now, <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of guys out there who are willing to take open threes and average 30%. He's not one of them. I mean, you just got to have, you just got to go out there and just, and just shoot. But yeah, uh, Chris, one of the thing real quick before we move over to the NFL is you stole my answer, which was a great point by you. The, the biggest moves or the biggest signings have been Trey Young not leaving Atlanta, right? He could have easily wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah. Luca not leaving Dallas. I, these are, these are big major market cities. These are, these are the next superstars of the league, the future of the not, league. But they are not, they, but yeah, they are not, but they are not. These cities are not the destination cities, no. right? Uh, Trey Young could have forced his way out of Atlanta to go to Miami. Luca could have forced his way out to go to New York or Brooklyn or wherever. And they didn't. And you saw Donovan Mitchell sign, I believe, a big-time extension in Utah. Uh, Murray signed a big one in Denver. Denver's Booker, I think, either did or he's up next year to stay in Phoenix. And if these guys – yeah. Chris Paul is this year, and I think Booker is next. If these guys all stay, we could see a little bit of that balance spreading out a little bit. 
Uh, but speaking of Trey Young being a superstar, uh, Josh, we mentioned Lonzo Ball and mm-hmm. the Bulls. Lonzo Ball, guys, here's a, a stat that I had to look up and double check before I texted you guys. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball last season made more three pointers at a higher percentage than Trey Young. And Trey Young gets all of the credit as being the next yeah. Steph yeah. Curry. Yeah. He gets he gets the credit for being the next Steph Curry because shooters got to shoot. He jacks up terrible shots and he makes yeah. and he makes some of them and he gets Crazy. on he gets on he gets on Twitter and people tweet his highlights and and Lonzo is a spotter. He gets the ball passed mm-hmm. to him, but he hits his threes at a higher percentage mm-hmm. and he made more. So like you said, uh, the Bulls might have a little something going on right there as well. Probably not the, definitely not the challenge in the East yet, but Trey Young, only 22, but his, 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 his aura is maybe a little misleading on his ability to, to hit threes. But when he hits them, they're splashy and Man, sometimes oh, yeah. in the fourth quarter. They're fun to, yeah, they are fun to watch. I mean, that's the reason why he got dropped out of Oklahoma is because he took those shots. Like, it wasn't right. because, he was, because he was timid. It's because he's, like, <laughs> he's not like, timid. He he's not gun shy. <laughs> All right. Hey, we guys, we are in uh, NFL training camp. We're moving topics. Uh, preseason games this weekend. Yeah, not the, tons of them, lots of not, them actually. I think everybody plays in the yeah. next four days. I believe. <laughs> not that I'm going to watch them, uh, but. The best thing about the best thing about the NFL is right now, thirty-two teams can say we got a chance to make the playoffs. Now we know some teams have better chances than others, but 30, 30 teams in baseball don't ever say that. Thirty teams in the NBA don't ever say that. The the reason. I mean, football is the most popular sport, but one of the many, but the reason that the, that football has such diehard fan bases is every franchise is a good season away from making the playoffs and two or three good seasons or two or three seasons away from potentially competing in the Super Bowl. And Andrew, we're going to talk about the Texans in just a second. So, so keep, keep that in mind. Right. But again, in the NFL, optimism in August reigns supreme. And the topic that we're going to go to first uh, is one of my favorites, worst to first. Okay, so let me throw a few things at you. I did a little background uh, research. Oh, I don't know. At 830 today to make sure my numbers are right. (laughs) I love it. In the last 19 seasons. 19 teams have gone from from fourth place in their division to winning their division 19 out of 19 five times and this so this this would put us at 24 out of 19 five times the third place team won the next year and they were only third place because they had a tie break against the fourth place team for example both teams finished 4 and 12 and let's say the head-to-head you know, head competition. The, the, the Colts won the tiebreaker, so they came in third. So right. they tied for last, if you want to look at it on that side, which would put us at what it would put us at 24 times in the last 19 years. Okay. So we got we've got eight candidates for worst 
to first. But before we talk about those, I want you guys to just, we're going to do, uh, school just started. We're going to do a little popcorn. We're going to do a little, uh, we're going to do a little, uh, you know, think outside the box here for a second. We're going to collaborate. Okay. Let's see if we can come up with some, some reasons why a team, what, what, what needs to be in place? What are some variables for a team to come in from worst to first? This, this brainstorm, that was the word I was looking for. We're having a brainstorming session just for a minute here, guys. Throw out some ideas. What is the perfect recipe to go from worst to first? You got anything come to mind right away? Injuries. I was just going to say healthy, being healthy. You, you, you got you to have it both ways. You got to stay healthy. Right. And you need the favorite to have a key injury or yeah. something that puts their superstar down. Yeah. Very I mean, good. you're one, one key injury away. Look at Prescott last year. So uh, the other thing that came to mind would be schedule. Who are you playing when? Well, not only that, right? The NFL schedule is not balanced. So if you come in last place, you get an easier schedule. You play other last place teams yep. than if you have to play the first place team. And I like I like that some of our friends are also contributing. Dustin V agrees about health. Andrew says you got to have a run game. He's we're going one at a time, right? We're going we're going we're going one at a time. He says we got to have a run game. You got to have defense. QB. He says you need two out of those three things. Uh, you have to have a good run game. You have to have a good defense. Or you have to have a good QB, two out of those three things. What else comes to mind, guys? Something I would never have said three years ago is you need to, you need to be vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean or you're going to forfeit. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have one of those games where you can't play, you or your opponent don't, I mean, you have to forfeit. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, not even suiting up and you get, and you take a loss. I mean, you could be, I don't care. You could be the best team ever and be Tom Brady and all that and have a COVID and boom, you know. So never Dustin, I'd say that. Dustin, Dustin brings up another good one, kind of piggybacks off Andrew. Uh, the, I mean, the quarterback, right? If you're coming in last place yeah. in your division, most of the time you're probably getting a, a change at quarterback, either through free agency or in the draft. Uh and then Dustin also brings up coaching situation. You don't get to come in last very often and get to come back the next year. Uh, all of these guys are, are, are great ideas. This is kind of the, the brainstorming list that I had as well in my mind uh, leading up to what I'm going to go through next. So what we're going to do, instead of having you give me your favorite, all right, we're going to just we're going to give a, just a couple of minutes to each to each division. And I'm going to tell you the last place team last year. And on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being, they got a really, really good shot to one being okay. hell no. Right. I want you to give me a number where I'm, I'm going to jot the numbers down. And, uh, and then, and then I want you to give me just a little bit of reason why. So we're going to start, we're going to start in the NFC and we're going okay. to go, we're going to go to the South first. The Saints won the division last year. Uh, Drew Brees retired. The Bucks won won the Super Bowl and are literally bringing everybody back. Yeah. And Atlanta came in dead last. It's one to ten. We can't do zero. <laughs> can't do zero. You can do zero. Yeah. You can do one to ten. Uh, uh, one for Atlanta. I mean that that. I'm sorry, but that. That's got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers written all over it. 
I mean, I, I mean, there's no reason why Atlanta can't finish second. But and I make the playoffs. Any, and yeah, you can make the playoffs, but the question is from worst to, to first. first, which means you have to beat Tampa. Now, a year ago, I said that no team was going to do it, and apparently I was wrong because one team did it. Always. And Tampa, and, and, Tampa, <laughs> and, and Tampa struggled last year to start, but they found their rhythm, and there's no reason to believe that they won't just keep that rhythm rolling and rolling and rolling until Tom Brady decides to hang it up or and they can't re-sign everybody, which they did. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to place it as an eight with the Falcons. Or for the, because they had the third easiest schedule this year, okay? Yeah, you're going to have to play Tampa Bay, but it only takes one game with Tampa Bay. Or they play them twice because they're division rivals. Sorry. They play them twice. But even if you split, you know, if you can get, you know, maybe split or at least split you and win the rest of your other games. The, the thing with Tampa is, yeah, they have Tom Brady. They have all those pieces from last year. Can they manage the egos and saying that, yeah, we were the best last year? Are they going to come out still hot on fire this year? We don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that team actually plays out this year because we've seen teams that have been – great the year before and win a championship bring people back and they kind of implode or they get too too big of egos and they 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 don't make it to the Super Bowl again uh but Falcons had the third easiest schedule their defense failed them a lot last year uh I mean they how many games were they up and then just lost um so uh, I mean there was uh, the Bears game for example I mean they were winning so many games in the fourth quarter um, and just failed. They, their defense gave it up. Uh, I know you lose Julio Jones, but you gain Kyle Pitts, who is a tight end slash big ass wide receiver uh, that you can just do a lot of things with. So I, just because of the the strength of schedule for me, the 49 or the Falcons have that. Chris, I'm gonna all the last place teams be in the under 25 in strength of schedule. They, they should. Uh, no, because the Colts, the Colts have the fourth. Did they, uh, did, did they finish last, last year? The playoffs no. last year. They went 11 nope. and 5. But the Colts no, we're have. Talking about last place. I'm saying, won't all the last place teams have the basically the easiest schedule because they're also playing last place teams from last year? So in the 30s means nothing to me. Yes. Okay. I think so. Chris, you're going to have to look it up. But Chris, you said. I got it right. <laughs> Chris, why, well, Chris, I want you to listen yeah. to this because yeah. you said. We don't know how Tampa Bay is going to be after they – yes, we do, because there was never a letdown season in New England. Tom Brady is a sociopath, and he has access to all of his guys. Half the guys came back at a discount just to be around him. We know that they will be ready, and we know that they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. But and you can't predict injuries, but one of our – one of our points in our brainstorming mm-hmm. was injuries. Injuries, right. And that's always a possibility. And even if Tom Brady misses two or three games, or maybe someone on the offensive line, or Mike Evans, when his hamstring inevitably tightens up <laughs> right as I need him at his finest in fantasy football. No, not the F word. <laughs> My bad. If they, if they have a couple of injuries yeah. and Atlanta plays the plays a terrible team that week you guys are gonna love this number a five 
I'm going. I'm going. You're going to be five on all these teams, aren't you? I mean, we're just, we're just going to go his bed, man. I'm, I'm going right five, down the middle. Four. I'm giving. Six. I'm giving. There's, I'm giving. There was five, five, Doesn't everybody five, have that chance? Five. So, so we're going to move on. But I'm just saying there is a chance if Tom Brady gets hurt. It, I think Atlanta's going to make the playoffs. And, and Atlanta and, plays the Buccaneers the second game of the regular season. So we'll, we'll get a, a, a really good eye test between both of them. We might not. They might just get steamrolled, well, right? They could. But, but again, Tampa Bay got steamrolled by Green Bay or somebody. Gosh, they really do the- have an, an easy schedule just looking at this now. Oh. Wow. You think? On paper. On paper. On paper. And we're basing off of last year's players. There's free agency. There's draft. There's a whole bunch of things that, you know, happened between last year and, and now. So yeah, you're right. I don't think I don't think all of these will take as long because I think Atlanta can be better than New Orleans, and I think Atlanta can be better mm-hmm. and is better than Carolina. I think some of these are while while they have a chance, and there's always someone who shocks us. I think some of these are slam the door shut, no chance. Uh, staying in the NFC, the Detroit Lions, one to ten. It's one. If I can't <laughs> give out a zero. I'll give out a one. <laughs> I just don't see them uh, making any strides. That, that's a tough division. Uh, no, it, it's one. I mean, you you got Aaron Rodgers back. You got – back. I mean, we thought Chicago was super bad last year. They're going to be better this year. I mean, trust me, they're going to be better. Cincinnati will be better. I mean, if, if Burrow can stay upright. And they, no, they we're, in, really... we're in the NFC, NFC. NFC. Oh, crap. Crap. I, I, whoops. Totally off there. Uh, Minnesota's the other one. Yeah, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, fine. Dalvin Cook will run all of them. My bad. Go. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> quick. Dustin agrees with us that it's a one. Andrew, can you give me in a few words why you put an eight down? I'm a, even the always optimistic me is a little surprised at the eight, eight. for the Lions. Uh, listen, here's the deal with the Lions. Dan Campbell is semi crazy. Oh, uh, he had him crazy. He had him doing the down and ups. Uh, there. <laughs> Okay, that that makes more sense, Andrew. Uh, Dan Campbell, I think, is a bad coach. Uh, he's his press conferences are super weird. He's having the Lions do like fifty sixers type conditioning. The players are all going to hate him by week two. And even if if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, the Vikings are going to win the division. Or if Kirk Cousins or Dalvin Cook gets hurt, the Bears could backdoor their way into the division. There's there's just no way that all three teams are going to have so many injuries that the lions win the division. And for the lions, that's the only chance they got. So D- moving Dan on. Campbell, Dan, okay, Dan Campbell wanted to bring an actual lion in as yeah. a mascot. I'm okay with that. Right. <laughs> but no, not- dude, you, you can't be okay with that. Dude is fired no. up every time he talks. Like it sounds, it sounds like he's going to run through a wall, like a brick wall. Like he's just like, so in your face, like, He's up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right, move on. There's a lot to take. Uh, the next one, the next one is new coach, semi-new quarterback, dumpster fire of a division, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, four. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them a little bit of a shot. Washington's defense is super good. Maybe what top five defense in the whole league based on numbers, you're bringing in a stable quarterback that will get you eight good games and the other eight games, they'll throw 40 inter- 
interceptions in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dak is back to prove that he's worth that money. And Daniel Jones is all, still on his rookie contract trying to get some money. So a four just because nine and seven might win that division. Uh, I'm going to go with a, I'll go with a five because this, you know, this was the NFC lease last year. I mean, that was just such a bad division. Um, I do agree that Washington probably has the best defense in that division. Um, you still don't know about how uh, Dak is going to come back from that injury. Um, and, you know, if he sits out any games, having their back up in there. Um, I like what the Giants are doing. You know, it, their their young quarterback has started to do some good things. But I think there's just too much turmoil or turnover, I should say, with uh, Philly. Uh, Hurts, he's, he's going to basically a rookie quarterback. I mean, he played a few games last year, but he's now the guy there. They have a new head coach, so a new system. So it'll be interesting. But, I mean, that – that division's a toss-up five. Anybody could win that one. I should have told you no fives, so I could be the only one who get fives. <laughs> uh, Dustin and Andrew, we on. they're with us as well. Six and a seven they give to 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 the Eagles. Uh, yeah, this division is a hot mess. One of our brainstorming points was, again, the other teams. And so it's not the Eagles coming off of an injury for their quarterback, but it's another team in the division, the Cowboys. The Washington football team has – the bearded one, Brian Fitzpatrick, coming off of that seven and nine hot mess of a division win. And Saquon Barkley is coming back after being out all last season for the Giants, which can only help Daniel Jones get better. And they got Kenny Galladay. Uh, I'm looking at the Eagles and I'm looking at the other teams. The other teams, I can all immediately grab something for how they got better this year. And I'm going to use the same logic I used with Detroit. If someone gets hurt for the Giants, I still think Washington and the Cowboys are way better than the Eagles. If Dak gets hurt, I think the I think the Washington and Giants are still better. So I'm actually going to be the lowest on the Eagles. And I'm still pissed off after I had so much faith in them last year up until the bitter, bitter end. I'm only going to give the Eagles a two. I'll be the low man on the thing okay. they're the worst team in the division who did the least amount to get better uh and their their rookie wide receiver is already hurt so uh i don't think it's supposed to miss a significant time but it's a bad start and uh again jalen hurts his qbr and his limited time wasn't anything to call home about he didn't do anything that was that good and uh, the other teams all got better so i'm giving philadelphia a two i will be the least optimistic about the eagles for the rest of my life after last season, picking them to win and sticking by them, even when they're like three and six. Uh, here we go. The best division in football, in my opinion, is the NFC West and the San Francisco 49ers came in last, last season. This was actually my pick, my number one. So I'm going to give them an eight. And it's, be it's because Jimmy G is back for as much crap as everyone gives Jimmy G for what he does. They don't ask him to do a whole lot. And if you look at his record as a starting quarterback in San Francisco, it's incredible. 24 and eight. I mean, it's incredible. 24 any team, to any team in the NFL will be happy with that number as a starting quarterback. So give me, give me that because like we said, look at the other teams and injuries. Kyler Murray loves to run and that's fine, but he's one injury away. 
the Rams have Stafford now. What's he going to do? Mm-hmm. He's got a, a, a thumb injury right now. I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine by the time the season starts and all, but that's fine. And the Seahawks, Rus- Russell Wilson had a little bit of issue early in the season, whether or not he wanted to stay or not. They've got that ironed out. Their starting left tackle is quote-unquote holding in. I've never heard what that means before. It's opposite of holding out, but he's not practicing. But he's there. He's there, but he's not practicing. Him and Jamal Adams both are holding in. I don't know what it means, but he's not practicing. Russell Wilson is adamant that they need to sign him, but they're not budging yet. So that could be a, a train wreck waiting to happen. So I think Jimmy G is still a quality, quality starting quarterback in the NFL. And with the right little – they did lose their defensive coordinator. Thank God they lost their defensive coordinator. He was the <laughs> but So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the 49ers a chance of an eight to go from worst to first. Oh, and don't forget, they just made the Super Bowl two years ago. It's not yep. like this could have yeah. – maybe this was the one-off. So when we, we talked about earlier, one of our key things was injuries and being healthy. And the 49ers had injuries galore last year. seems like every week they were losing a player. Um, you know, Jimmy G was out for a while. Um, 49ers were also my first pick to uh, when we were thinking about this, just looking at that division, um, because they do bring Jimmy G back. They have a great running game. Um, so if they can get their offensive line, I mean, if you think about it, they run, 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 and then they're going to sprinkle in that deep throw and they got some wide receivers there. And Jimmy G's not a bad quarterback. You're right. He does get a lot of flack, um, but he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, he does exactly what he's supposed to do in his offense. What more can you ask? Do what you're supposed to do. Don't go too much outside of, uh, the realms of what you're capable of and you'll, you'll do just fine. Um, but, I mean, that division, I think, is just a kind of a toss-up. You know, the Rams have a new QB. Arizona um, is another one of those. They didn't, they didn't finish in last, but they're a rising team. And Seattle is, is aging, but they still have uh, Wilson, who's always, you know, one of the top QBs in the league. You never gave us a number, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. That, I, that was uh, the whole point. <laughs> I, I, thought I, I thought I said, like, a, we'll go an eight as well. So you're both pretty high on San Francisco. Um, Dustin, I guess I didn't, I didn't specify. He's going to the half points. Uh, It's like a gymnastics judge. He's giving him a (laughs) 7.5. Yeah. Piggybacking off what Andrew said here as well. Uh, I think it's the best division in football. And for all four teams, none of the four spots will surprise me. Mm -hmm. Right. I think the Rams got better with Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think the Seahawks haven't gotten better, but haven't gotten worse. Um, And then you look at, I think Arizona's gotten better. They've added a couple of aging veterans. Let's not forget, they drafted Rondale Moore in the second round. And he's going to be getting guarded by safeties because somebody's got to guard DeAndre Hopkins. Somebody's got to guard A.J. Green for the two or three games where he's healthy before he breaks his foot. And they've got to also, they also brought in, James Conner, who's had some yeah. success back when Pittsburgh's line was healthy. Yeah. And so they've got some veterans. They brought in J.J. Watt. The thing about the NFC West is I, if I had to rank, if I had to rank my faith in the quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner, but I also don't think he can stay healthy. He's yeah, coming. I mean, he's, got he's, issues, coming yeah. he's coming in fourth in my rankings of my faith 
in who's going to be on the field for 15 or 16 out of the 17 games. And for that reason, if he stays on the field, they could win the Super Bowl. But if he gets hurt, I don't think Trey Lance is going to be able to. He played one game last year, one game. And it was against like a directional Missouri team from like D3. So uh, I'm going to give San Francisco a five. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, let's, let's, move, <laughs> let's move over to the AFC. Uh, AFC Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'll give it a three. Um, this is another tough division. Um, I mean, the Steelers obviously won the division last year. Uh, Big Ben's back. But the two, you know, you got to get through Baltimore and Cleveland. Um, and Baltimore, um, man, Baltimore, that's just a really, really good football team. I don't think Cincinnati – and you got to keep Burroughs. They don't have an offensive line to keep him upright, like we said earlier. He's coming off of an injury, and we don't know exactly how that's going to play out. Does he still have faith in – you know, is that that mental aspect of coming off an injury like that? Is he going to be okay? Um, instead of drafting a lineman, they went out and drafted a, a guy who I picked them to to pick anyway from LSU. his old teammate and, and buddy. Um, oh my Jamar, God, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so he's he's got a familiar target, but can he stay up right long enough to even throw it to him? That's the question. So. Uh, a th- two? I'll give them a two. I just don't see them doing anything. I probably would have given them a two if they drafted a left tackle in the first round, but they didn't. They didn't. And they wanted to get Baroa. It's Burrow, not Burrows. They wanted oh to get. God. They wanted to get Joe a, a new flashy <laughs> toy instead and a wide receiver. And you're right. They can't keep him upright. So what's the point of getting the toy if he's on his back? So instead of giving him a two like you did, I'm going to give him a one because. All three of those teams in that – I think this might be the toughest division. That's one of the all. toughest ones, yeah. I, I honestly, honestly do. I know it's a copycat league, and you, you always try to catch the next best thing. And the question is, can the defenses catch up to what Lamar Jackson is doing? Um, I will finally give Scott credit a year later on his talk about Pittsburgh being not as good as what they thought they were last year. You're welcome. It, it only took me, what, 50-some weeks to do it, but – Yes. Here. Yeah. I, so, I think uh, when they were when they were eight no, I think I started calling them fools gold. You did yeah. early. You, but, you were but, the only uh, one. But it, to my defense, I refused to knock them down if they were still undefeated. But anyway, that was one thing too. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I really do think those three teams are just in the upper echelon, way above this tonight. I, I think Cleveland's going to be better. Pittsburgh's gotten older but younger with Najee Harris. I think yeah. I think Najee Harris can do a lot of good things for Ben. Maybe take some pressure off of him. So I think. <laughs> Obviously, Pittsburgh, I don't think they'll win the division. But I, I but Baltimore will win the division, and, and Cincinnati has no shot. Uh, yes, and uh, the Chinese giving them a .5, which is lower than even an option uh, on the comments <laughs> section right there. <laughs> uh, short and sweet, Cincinnati has no chance. I'm giving them a one. They're not good, and they're not going to be any better. And Joe Burrow struggled in camp, and he's coming off a knee injury, and the other three teams are way better. Moving on, this one should take about 30 seconds here, guys. The Denver Broncos in the AFC West. One, they go up against uh, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. That's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody overtaking Kansas, so a one. Or, or Kansas City, which is actually in Missouri. Uh, what did I say? 
<laughs> I was even reading the divisions right there off of it. And I, Again, yeah. It's the same thing for Cincinnati and Detroit and Philadelphia. The other team is just better. Even if Mahomes gets hurt, the Chargers are better and the Raiders are better. So, and you're going with a point eight. The, the Chinese judge still not, <laughs> still not playing by the rules. Uh, Jacksonville, guys, AFC South. I honestly had them as one of my surprise until I was sitting down right before we logged on. And I just saw that Carson Wentz and what's his face, the left tackle, is slated to start week one. Nelson, Quint, yeah. Quentin Nelson, left, Quentin left Nelson, guard. Thank you. Thank you. They are both on track to play week one. So I did give Jacksonville right around a six, but now I'm going to drop that down to about a three because I really, yeah, because the Houston Texans are, are a joke. So <laughs> they, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want to say just go ahead and put them in last place right well, now. Then we'll talk about them next year. Cause Andrew said the Texans, but they didn't come in last last season, but mm -hmm, I didn't right. want to, I didn't want to give away any spoilers because I had Jacksonville as my second to last team to talk about because it's the Colts division. So right. John, I, I, honestly, I honestly thought that the Jags were going to be better until I saw that Wentz and Nelson both are on track. And that, that that's huge. That's huge. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, that is huge, not only for the Colts, but for the whole division even. Mm -hmm. So give me a three at Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going to go what you were going to say first with a six, because uh, just because of that, the unknowns with, with the Colts. And I mean, we, we saw Wentz, it's a, you know, he's coming into – a new team. I shouldn't say a new system because he, he's familiar with the coach and the system that they ran, but him being healthy for an entire season. I mean, the season hasn't even started yet and he's not even healthy. Um, it, but Tennessee is still Tennessee and they got, you know, uh, Julio Jones. So they got another big, big target. Um, but that run game, you know, just trying to stop their run game uh, is going to be tough because they just run all over you once they, they build up a lead and then they just run, run, run. But um, I mean, you can't get it any worse i mean we know houston's nothing jacksonville can't get worse they got a brand new qb a brand new coach brand new everything it'll be interesting to see what they can do i just don't see them really i'm going to give it a actually i'm going to go lower i'll give it a four. Ooh, i got two, two i have two scribbles out so far chris and both of them are you just so you know uh oh here's the thing guys yes the Jags have minimum third place locked down, right? Because they, the Texans don't look like they're going to have any success. But think about our brainstorming session. Can Derrick Henry sustain the excellence that he's had for the last three seasons? To extend that, in, the number of carries that he would take in a, four years in a row is unprecedented in modern football. Julio Jones same as Mike Evans has a hamstring injury on the way and it's going to come up the same time Mike Evans gets hurt. So my wide receiver depth is really, really <laughs> low. <laughs> Two F words. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so again, if Derrick Henry gets injured or if his production drops off, can Tannehill elevate Tannehill's a heck of a quarterback with an elite run game. This is a prove-it year for Carson Wentz. He was awful last year, and he just had foot surgery. Quentin Nelson just had foot surgery. DeForest Buckner has an injured foot, and they promise us it's not the same foot injury. Uh, again, we're talking about some variables in play. 
Jacksonville, Urban Meyer, a couple of new running backs. They've got Trevor Lawrence, who's coming in, who's the highest-rated quarterback since Andrew Luck. Think about mm -hmm. the uptick in wins Andrew Luck gave the Colts. For all of those reasons combined, I'm giving Jacksonville a five. A five. <laughs> I, I, I'm super excited that you're going to get the Jets at five too. So, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, the Jets and the AFC East are the last, the last division uh, that we can talk about tonight here, guys. And we've only got about four or five minutes left as well. Uh, but, but for the Jets, Josh, what do you got? From from worst to first, I wish like I wish I could get a five like you're going to. <laughs> but but honestly, I I, I can't. Uh, I'll give them a four point eight. No, give 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 them a four. Um, I mean you got Cam in New England. Who I mean I don't know. If, I didn't think he was going to start week one last year. I I'm not sure what he's going to do this year. Um, Tua is a question mark. But I think the I think the division. Honestly, unless Wilson really surprised me, it's going to belong to Buffalo and Josh Allen for the next few years. I mean, they've got they got a great young running back. They've got Josh Allen, and they've got Stephon Diggs that he can just throw it anywhere he wants. And the defense is really good. So, I mean, especially when you have to play in Buffalo in late in the year, it's, you get the Bills Mafia out there. And everything it's it's the Bills division for the next foreseeable future. Uh, I agree with everything you just said um i think it's just too much to overcome for the jets so i'm going to give it just a give it a two because you know anything can happen but i think the bills have this uh division locked down um you know I, the patriots i i, I don't think they're going to do anything um and miami with Tua, it'll be interesting but jets just too new and, and too much to overcome with buffalo and the success that they've been having as of recently Here's the thing. Some of our brainstorming sessions, do the Jets have a new coach? Yes. Do they have a new quarterback? Yes. yes. Do they have upgrades at multiple positions, including the offensive line? Yes. yes. Is New England look like they're on the way down with an injured veteran and a rookie quarterback who's not even going to start right away? Yes. Yes. <laughs> is Buffalo's best player, their quarterback, and heaven forbid he get hurt, would they take a huge step backwards putting in Mitchell Trubisky? Maybe. So they still have a really good line, you know. But There's there's a lot of what-ifs, but there's reason for Jets fans to be optimistic. Yeah. I am not a Jets fan, and I'm giving them a one. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even give them a five. <laughs> I gave them a one. And on oh, that really? Hey, we're out of time. We got to argue about this later here. That's, on the lowest the, that's the lowest team you gave. I gave a lot of people a one. 